the Paranet Podcast, a Dresden Files book club. Welcome to the Paranet Podcast with your hosts, Patrick Lunn and... Rob Davis. This week we're doing something uh, a little different as we've finished up uh, Stormfront and we're getting ready to go into Full Moon. Uh, we're going to go over our uh, audience competition uh, and the winners of that. We're also going to talk about all the different ways uh, that you can experience uh, Stormfront and our thoughts on kind of how they reflect the book in different ways um, and and which kind of worth checking out and which maybe aren't worth checking out. Um, but before all that... Um, we're just going to do a little bit of uh, power networking. Um, Rob, uh, what have you been doing Dresden Files related this week, if anything? Yeah, um, I've been playing the uh, cooperative card game a lot on my phone, which has really demoralised me, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh man, Why? <laughs> Like it's um, I mean, it, it runs with the whole theme of Dresden. Your back's against the wall. You've got limited resources to kind of do this and that. But I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think on Monday after talking to you about it, I went through and played through each book in the series, like ranging from Stormfront to Skin Game. Did a few of the uh, briefcases bits as well. And I have won, I think, one game on there. And, yeah. Yeah. So you take like sixteen rounds, and I've won one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, could you summarize the card game? Um, I'm, I'm pushing this onto you because man, it's gonna, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say I don't know how this is for a summary of it, but as a Dresden fan, I'd I'd say accurate accurately creates the atmosphere of the books like i say your back is against the wall you've got limited resources to do like this and that take out enemies solve cases mm-hmm. um yeah i imagine it's probably a lot better multiplayer as opposed to single player but yeah yeah uh, i mean we're thinking that we might try and do a multiplayer game and and record it somehow at some point uh for yeah, very cool. Um, I guess so. The the main way that because I, I I've been playing it a little bit this week as well, um, and we're going to talk about the Stormfront section um, in a little bit. But um, yeah, the main way I've been playing it is solitaire, which is where you, you play on your own, uh, and you play as Harry, and you get to pick two companions. Um, if you just buy the the free version of the game, um, you get. Uh, Murphy, Michael Carpenter, Susan Rodriguez, and Billy and Georgia. Um, and you get to pick two of them, and each of them have different kind of strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that. Uh, and then you get to go and um, have a crack at uh, one of Harry's uh, various cases. And, and then, like Rob says, uh, you, you solve investigations and you defeat different enemies, and uh, some of them will have different effects. So, for instance... Um, if you defeat uh, if you defeat like um, a minion of an of a bigger enemy, then you might deal a little extra damage to that to the bigger enemy as well as defeating the minion and stuff like that. Um, 
and I think yeah, same as Rob. Really, like I've I've found that I've lost a lot of a lot of my games. Probably win like five percent, maybe even one percent of the games that I play. Um, and it really comes down to it's it's a little bit of a combination of the hand that you're dealt and yeah. the way that you uh, prioritize targets and, and use your strategy. Um, yeah, cool. Um, is there anything else that that you want to say about the game? Um, I was just going to say that like, I wasn't aware of what the base game had because I've had the game on my phone for about two years. Um, and the physical game, I bought it with all the Kickstarter like expansions and stuff. So even from like that point of view, I, I've just never experienced what the game, the base game itself was. So that was quite interesting. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, even for the base game, you've got a lot of content, it sounds like. Yeah, I think you get your, your first uh, five cases, sounds about right. Four or five cases uh, to play with. Uh, and then, and yeah, you get four companions. Um, and I think on the iPhone currently, that's uh, about three ninety nine. Uh, and then you can get all of each expansion is uh, two ninety nine, and the Kickstarter expansion is one ninety nine. Uh, that's in pounds. I don't know what it'll be in dollars. Probably a little bit more. Um, so I think if you get if you get all the expansions and the base game all together, it works out about twenty pounds thirty dollars. It's not too uh, bad. Sort of mark. Which yeah, I'd I'd pay that uh, to support Dresden and um, and I think it's it's a pretty reasonable price. Um, and then if you want to buy it on the Nintendo Switch, you get everything together for about twenty pounds. I think. I think that's uh, the same prices for Switch are the same as they are on Steam. I think. Yeah, um, I think uh, apart from doing like a full like um, Arkham City kind of Dresden game where you get to like drive the Blue Beetle and solve cases and all that sort of thing, which I don't think we're ever going to get anything like that. Um, this is probably the, the closest that you're going to get in that recreation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really fun because you can play it cooperatively and mix and match with the different Dresden allies and stuff. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, do you have a, do you have a favorite um, allies or? Um... Um, yeah. I mean, the, the run I did the other day uh, from each book, I had Winter Night Harry because I didn't realize it was completely different like deck. Um, so it was mainly giving that a go, but uh Companion characters I've been using Karen Murphy and who's the other one I was using? I think it was Michael. Murph's a, a really good um, shout. Um, she, she's pretty much a, a staple. Um, if you need, she's very good at the investigation side, which you'd kind of expect, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I really like using Mouse, um, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh he's a really good like support player yeah i guess uh which again i suppose you'd expect mouse to be that um there's a really good like they're really good at making it making the theme fit yeah i guess um like michael carpenter is really good at like um dealing damage uh with his swords and stuff uh, but he's very short range because obviously he's a he's a close combatter. So mm-hmm. you kind of 
you have to wait in and then you suddenly like get someone in the right position and then you just absolutely destroy them with Michael. Um, Susan Rodriguez is quite weak on the aggressive side of things, but she's really, really good at the investigation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Brilliant. I uh, I think... uh, Murphy and Kincaid as well as a pretty good matchup for, for a similar reason to Karen and Michael. Kincaid deals yeah. a lot of damage and he can do a lot of damage across that row of enemies. Which is quite cool. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm trying to think anyone else that I've used that I've really, really liked. Thomas is, is really fun. Um, something that I noticed is that some of his cards act in a similar way to Harry's. Yeah. Um and and that just made me really happy because it was like, oh okay, they've they've thought this out. Um I haven't used butters much yet, but I'll get there, I'm sure. Still time. There's still time. <laughs> um cool, yeah. Uh so moving on a little bit, uh there's been a a slew of releases from, from Jim Butcher's website. Uh we were just saying beforehand, um, before recording the show he is just giving us everything he can at the moment. Yeah, can't complain. Um, yeah, it's it's great to see to see an author doing that, um, and it's definitely getting me hyped for for peace talks. Um, after mm-hmm. such like a drought of content, I guess uh, from the last couple of years. Um, so peace talks chapter three and chapter four uh, are now out. Um, I haven't read them. I don't think Rob has either. No, not yet. Um, so uh, hopefully for next week, uh, I'll I'll try and get those read. Um, mostly because I want to read them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also been uh, some update on uh, the bingo challenge, um, which is really cool. Some great templates out there. Uh, seriously, seriously recommend checking that out. Um, if you're if you're in the midst of Dresden fandom. Um, I think just having a quick look at the ones that are on there. Uh, there's one by Isabel and Joni that looks really good, and one by uh, Melissa Mattel um, yeah. that I really like the design of because it's got Bob the Skull on it, um, which is always fun. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely, definitely worth checking that one out. Um, Oh, uh, one other update on the Dresden Files card game is that you can now play it with up to five other players. Uh, so that's pretty awesome uh, and means that you can get uh, a massive gang together to really go at Stormfront or whichever one you want to. Um, I didn't know that uh, they were scaling it up, but that's that's really cool. That makes um, sense. I think that time we played the physical version, we had at least four or five people playing. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I I I seem to remember we kind of like finagled the rules a bit to make it work. Um. Yeah. So it's nice that they're supporting that. And everyone did their absolute uh, best to be enthusiastic about it. <laughs> um, both both of our partners <laughs> trying yeah. very hard to to support us in our love of Dresden Files, which I appreciate. I appreciate it too. um cool yeah uh and uh there's been a uh, there's a year of dresden roundup um so this is really really cool so 
Uh, Stormfront is uh, 20 years old, which um, I think we've, we've banged on about a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but what Jim Butcher has done on his website is a roundup of the last year of content that um, he's put out and various people in the fan community have put out um, around uh, the, the anniversary of Stormfront and everything else um, that he's he's done. And there is some superb stuff here. Um, really, everything Dresden Files is all in one place here. Uh, and seriously, seriously recommend checking it out. Um, even if you've not read a single Dresden Files book, um, they've got artwork, they've got trailers, uh, they've got comic book uh, bits, uh, microfiction, uh, Q&As with Jim Butcher, not just um, Q&As about the new book, but also Q&As about writing for comic books, writing for books, um, tie-ins with merch, tie-ins with jewellery platforms, tie-ins with uh, different artists releasing art. It's it's really crazy um, and an amazing uh, little like repository of different... Um, different resources to draw upon. Uh, if you're at all interested in magic realism, the Dresden Files, or uh, different types of arts and crafts, um, seriously, check it out. Um, really, really recommend it. There's even a colouring pages section, um, which I, I'm seriously considering uh, with the current situation that we have in the world where everything's mental. Um, printing off some, some of the colouring pages and giving them a go because uh, I'm I'm a bit of a sucker for, for a good coloring, coloring page. Um, yeah. <laughs> They've got butters in his full Oompa uh, kit. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, for you to color in, which I, I really like. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, that's pretty much it. Uh, you shared a couple of interesting things on our Twitter this week, didn't you? I did. I cannot for the life of me remember what they are at the moment, but uh, I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then if you want to find out, you can go and check that out uh, on the uh, Paranet Podcast Twitter uh, and uh, come and uh, take a look at at what we've got. And if you enjoy it, follow us and you'll be the first to know when we've got new episodes coming up and uh, anything else that we're doing uh, for you guys, the people. Um, superb. <laughs> so uh, the meat of what we've got to talk about today uh, is um, Stormfront Tines. Um, but I guess kind of uh, a little bit before we get into that, now that we've had a week to kind of decompress and stuff, Rob, do you have any last thoughts on Stormfront? I do. And I was thinking about this the other day, and I can't remember why it came to my head. I, I think it's because I was still kind of taken in Skin Game, which I finished the same day we finished wrapping up Stormfront. But, um, I mean, I, I enjoyed Stormfront very much this time round, and I was thinking, if I was going, if I was reading the book for the first time without you know, the rest of the series being out, if I read it as it was published, for example, I think my initial reaction might have been very similar to how it was when I initially tried reading the book five years ago, which is (laughs) getting a few chapters in and maybe putting it down and then picking it up kind of as and when I have nothing else to read, 
which mm-hmm. I know might sound a bit harsh, but I think it's because going forward with the series, you really you, you see how much the writing improves, how much like development the world gets. And I think I know the the way we're introduced to Harry, for example, in Stormfront. I know you're presented with the character with all his flaws, and I feel that can put some people off, I guess. Yeah, um, I think Stormfront um, definitely uh, the the issues that people have with Justin Files, like the the kind of uh, misogyny male gaze uh, in the in the main character's perspective. Uh, I think are definitely at the forefront in Stormfront, and they only get better, like uh, less pronounced as the series goes on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that, that definitely makes sense. Um. How how do you feel it is as a um a first step into the series? Yeah, as a first step, as a kind of retrospective thing, it does everything it needs to. Like we were saying in. You know, going by chapter by chapter, I think by about maybe the halfway point, maybe even three quarters of the way through, we've been introduced to so many different things within this series that become like a recurring trait, I suppose, for lack of a better word. Um, yes. But I, I, but I feel that's something you only really appreciate going forward. Like I think if I read Stormfront and stopped there, like those little bits of detail those little things that were introduced to as we go through the Stormfront, I, you just don't appreciate it as much until you get to like maybe the third book where, you know, this character from a few books yeah. becomes relevant again um, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, do you, so do you think it, it's uh, rewarding to go back to it then more? Oh, definitely, especially especially with where we are. Like you've, I think something I appreciated the most this time round was um, oh, when I can't remember the chapter, but Harry goes to the police station, and you've got that uh, junkie who's like, "Oh, I can see, you know, my eye is open." Uh, he who walks behind, and that kind of thing, which. First time readers, it's just going to go over your head. You're not really going to think anything of it. If you do, you kind of relate it more to Victor Sells. But mm-hmm. as you and I know, having, you know, being up to date on this series, he who walks behind is a very key creature, I guess. <laughs> Presence. Yeah. And it's definitely requiring from, I think, book six onwards, you get the name drop here and there. And I think it's ghost story when it's really kind of addressed. Yeah, um, it it's definitely it's part of more Harry's origin story, so it's cool that it it uh, pops up here and it shows that Jim Butcher had these ideas floating around twenty years ago, and he's still letting them grow. Yeah, uh, which is awesome and, and really cool. Um, I would say on a similar tone, uh, the moment when he was tempted by the dark magic and. It looked like his mum intervened somehow. Yeah. That uh, that moment really made me think, huh? 
is the more is the more to this scene was this the moment for instance that harry was protected from uh the outsiders and the um and their influence mm. uh which is only something that you really learn about in cold days yeah uh so again there's there's lots of things here that i think are planted for the long uh the long game of the series. Um, so I, I definitely think it's worth the reread. Um, yeah. So uh, is there anything else that you want to, you want to pull out on that? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. If anything comes up, I'll interrupt you and blurt it out. That sounds good. Do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, my, my final thoughts on, on, uh, on Stormfront uh, is that yeah it, it's a really fun really really quick read um, I think it it does a good job of running between um, uh, like a, a quick cheap and easy airport book that you could just pick up and read across like a long haul flight or something um, or like at the beach or whatever you read that doesn't really matter <laughs> Um, but um, it does a good, a good job of balancing that with planting stuff for later in the series, setting up who Harry Joseph is, what his deal is, uh, how magic works, how his allies, friends, enemies all operate, what they are, what they do, how he's linked to them, um, working out all those interpersonal connections. Um, I think it does have shortcomings. Uh, it's obvious, I think, that Butcher was a relatively new writer, yeah. Uh, when he when he did this, um, there's uh, some some scenes that um, I think I think the male gaze is an issue that he is something that he's definitely worked through in later books uh, and found ways to to use it better um, and to to kind of play with it and kind of call Harry out on it, where I don't feel like he particularly is called out on it here. A little bit by Murphy, but yeah. uh, it could have been better. Uh, mm. And and uh, there's definitely a feeling um, at points that um, I think action scenes go a little too fast for me, whereas in later books, um, he tends to make action scenes, he tends to draw action scenes out a little bit further. Um like the the encounter with the scorpion at the office, yeah. Uh, I feel like that is starts and is over within like a page or two. Definitely. I mean, that's um, something else I've noticed, especially with um, uh, Cold Days and Skin Game. Mostly is uh, the battle scenes. I would say he writes incredibly well, and it was a bit of bit of a shock going back to uh, Stormfront and not feeling the same about the fight scenes and action scenes and stuff. And like you said, I guess that's because he was a very early writer at the time. I think age-wise he must have been, I think, I don't know, maybe the age I am now. It's like late mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Cold Days and Skin Game have been within the last kind of six to eight years, I think. So you've had a yeah. lot of time for him to develop and grow and really kind of nail down that style of writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think uh, one of the joys of the Dresden Files series in general is watching Jim Butcher grow as a writer. Absolutely. Um, across the whole thing. Um, and it's it's something that just gets better and better as you see him evolve, I guess. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, awesome. Uh, and uh, like you say... Um, I mean, he had he had the bare bones ideas for this university, but it took him the best part of ten years to get published, as most beginner writers tend to. Yeah. Um. So it's it's cool to kind of see. Um. He was still at the beginning of his journey, and he went on a very similar journey to many many early writers, I guess. Um. Cool. Yeah. I think I think that's that's pretty much everything that we can possibly say about the book. Peace talks. I uh, know. Um, Stormfront. <laughs> Stormfront. <laughs> uh, we will get to peace talks eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Consider that a teaser. Um. We've anyway. Uh. Yeah. I think <laughs> my 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 brain is very much set on peace talks, mostly because it's only three weeks away, and I'm just like, I need it. I need it. I need it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh back to back to stormfront um yeah i think that's pretty much everything everything we can say on that um so moving on to how it is portrayed in other media we both watched the dresden files tv series this week um how did you find that rob um it's quite interesting because i when I had my massive Dresden phase back in 2018, I bought the box set from CEX. And I think I watched two or three episodes and was like, eh, and that was that. But, um, I mean, there, there are things that I liked about it. There were things I disliked about it. Um, and that's very much the same with this episode. Um, the most part, I think it's a really good adaptation of Stormfront. Um, and I think... It's very well cast as well, like Paul uh, Paul Blackthorn question mark um, portraying Harry Dresden is really really tight casting, um, mm-hmm. and the actress for what should we call it uh, Murphy is really good as well. Valerie Cruz Cruz, however you say that. Let's get that uh, that cast list up because I, yeah. I I don't want to I don't <laughs> want to step on the toes. I've got a page of trivia ready for my uh, trivia bivia section. Fantastic! Yes, <laughs> uh, it's Paul Blackthorne, Ali Cruz, Terence Mann, uh, Conrad Coates, and Rahul Benyey. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Conrad Coates as uh, Donald Morgan, who personally I, I found was the uh, the standout. I think something that's done really well with Morgan in that episode is I'm I'm almost certain that he appeared in the first couple of episodes prior to the Stormfront one. So I mean in right. in the uh, context of um, Stormfront being episode eight of the series, you already have that kind mm. of familiarity with the character, and I, I feel that shows quite a bit as well. Yes, yes. Um, I find that while Morgan is still a complete arsehole. He's, he seems like less of an arsehole. He seems more um, tolerant, I guess, of Dresden. More understanding, I yeah. guess, of his situation. 
Um, I think definitely the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, I I I would agree with that. Um, do you want me to do a little recap of what happens? Um, yeah. for for the lovelies. Yeah, go for it. I'll. I'm ready with my trivia bivia whenever. So, just let me know when to fire. Cool. Yeah. So, um, it it starts startlingly similar uh, to uh, Stormfront. Um, the the book. Um. In Stormfront, the episode, uh, episode eight of the Dresden Files series, um, we open on uh, a couple. Uh, we've got Tommy Tom, uh, just like we have in the book, uh, and um, a quite uh, innocent, I guess, college girl um, are kind of uh, making out, shacking up uh, in Chicago. Uh, and then they start kind of spitting up blood, uh, and it gets all grisly, uh, as, as you do. Um, they tell you that the hearts explode, but they don't show it. Um, yeah. Whether that's like a constraint of uh, budget or just because it would be absolutely gruesome to do visually. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, so then we go to Harry Dresden, uh, Murphy's uh, aide, I guess. Uh, it, the Lieutenant Detective uh, with her uh, comes uh, to get Dresden. Uh, they have a bit of snarky standoff uh, and then they head over to the crime scene. Uh, Harry explains that he can't really look into it as um, it's black magic and he'd have to recreate the spell. And if he did that, uh, there'd be people who would really, really not want him to or not like him for it. Um, so uh, Murphy's like, oh, well, you're no use. Uh, as Harry's leaving, uh, Morgan kind of jumps him uh, and uh, ra- uh, kind of uh, harasses him and tells him that he has to go and see ancient Mai. Uh, who is the representative of? I'm not sure if they call it the White Council. Um, uh, I thought Council. they call it the Black Council. High Council. Sorry? High Council. High Council. Right. Uh, so High Council uh, in Chicago. Uh, he goes and meets up with Ancient Mai, who's pa- played by quite a young Asian actress, uh, and it's basically implied that she can change her age, uh, sort of thing. Um, they they kind of uh, have a bit of back and forth, and Ancient Maya basically says that she want uh, she's going to blame Harry for the murders if he can't uh, bring her the head of whoever has done it uh, within I think it's the next two days or something around that. Uh, Harry's like, oh shit, okay, I've got to get on this. Uh, so he starts uh, looking into it. Um, he realizes that a friend of the girl that passed away. Um, is uh, another college student that died uh, unexpectedly. It looks like it was in a car crash or something. Uh, he goes to uh, that girl's house and meets that girl's uh, mother, who says that she lost both her daughter and her husband, her husband being Victor, although not Victor Sells. Um, uh, she says that her husband was overtaken by grief uh, and died. Uh, I'm not sure if it really tells you how he died. I think it's implied suicide. Yeah, that's how um, I... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Harry's like, uh, okay. Him and Murph uh, go back and forth uh, a little bit. Uh, and uh, Murph says, why are you looking into these girls? Uh, it's obviously that it's the, the mob connection of Tommy Tom. And Harry's like, I, I don't think it is. Uh, I think we need to look at both sides of it. Um 
fast forward a little bit, uh, Harry calls student Ro- Susan Rodriguez uh, over. I'm not sure if she is Rodriguez because she is clearly Caucasian uh, in the show. Um, not sure there. Uh, but uh, she's um, she comes over for a, a date uh, and... Uh, they're kind of having like a bit of like banter as the door goes. Uh, Susan opens the door to a demon, uh, Krazad. Uh, he is not a frog demon in this interpretation. He's more of a uh, six foot eight uh, tall wrestler with a skinhead. Um, Krazad uh, kind of harasses uh, Dresden and Susan um, until uh, they are pushed outside. Uh, Susan tries to stand up to Krazad. Uh, and he picks her up off the ground uh, and is strangling her. Uh, Harry quickly uses the lightning of a storm uh, that is brewing uh, to zap Krazad and send him back to the spirit world. Uh, after that happens, a car uh, skids away in the night and Harry's like, oh, that's got something to do with it. So he gets Murphy to run the plates. The plates belong to a third girl who is uh, a friend of the two girls that have died. Uh, Harry then tries to uh, find that girl. He finds the car of the girl uh, crashed um, in the middle of the road and the girl is dead. Uh, oh no. Um, Harry then uh, is examining the crime scene when Murphy's lieutenant pulls up and is like, oh my god, I knew it was you, Dresden, you son of a bitch. And Dresden's like, no! So he does like a magic smoke bomb and uh, escapes. Um, he uh, then tells uh, Susan to uh, look into the girl's history histories and stuff uh, and he goes to Bianca because he realizes that the girls have some sort of connection to Bianca the uh, red court vampire s slash madame of Chicago's most prominent brothel uh, Harry uh, rocks up at uh, at the place uh, and uh, basically ends up uh, talking to Bianca uh, she's not aware of some of the deaths uh, and when Harry tells them about uh, tells her about them, uh, she gets super ragey uh, and is like, you killed them, you killed them, and, and goes all vampire. Uh, Harry pulls out a little bit of sunlight uh, and basically gets Bianca to back off. Um, but he does learn that uh, learn a little bit about the girls from Bianca and that they came to a party some time ago. Uh, and he starts to kind of uh, put things together. Um, he then... Uh, goes back to uh, the uh, mother of the girl that passed away um, and he tries to provoke her uh, into using magic against him. Uh, She can't or doesn't. uh, So he concludes that while she can't be magical, um, it's possible that her husband was magical. And he also puts together by looking at uh, the daughter's bedroom that uh, the first girl to die was killed by Krazad. Uh, she summoned him while experimenting with magic um, and unfortunately broke the circle around him and Krazad killed the girl. Uh, Dresden then works out that uh, the husband, Victor, not Victor Souls, but Victor, um, is uh, still alive somewhere. Uh, and he's about to go and confront him. He goes back to his shop to get uh, his his, his uh, hideaway to get all his stuff. Um, 
when Murphy and the police rock up and try and arrest Dresden. Uh, Dresden breaks the handcuffs, does a little bit of magic, woohoo, uh, and um, heads off to uh, confront Victor. He reaches Victor, and Victor has got uh, Susan Rodriguez, not Rodriguez, uh, um, captured uh, and at his mercy. Dresden and the guy uh, face off uh, a little bit, and Victor summons Krasad to deal with uh, Dresden. Dresden then puts it together that the three girls all went to a party at Bianca's. Uh, they each uh, found something that they wanted there because Bianca specializes in kind of dark desires and that sort of thing. Uh, Victor's daughter found uh, magic and magical abilities, uh, the dark side of magic, and it began to seduce her, and that's why she summoned Krasad. Uh, the girl that uh, died at the beginning of this met Tommy Tom, uh, who was a, a kind of dangerous... Um, but uh, very, like, um, handsome lover, I suppose. Uh, and um, that kind of, uh, that world um, got her into some trouble. Uh, and the last girl who crashed, uh, she actually became uh, an escort uh, for Bianca, uh, as that's, that's basically what her, her dark desire was. Um, Harry uh, then manages to break the circle around uh, the frog demon, uh, and Krasad uh, attacks uh, Victor uh, and kills him. Then Harry realises that it's uh, just him and Susan uh, against the, the demon. Uh, there's a little bit of like fight and stuff, but it's very obvious that Harry's about to die. And then a sword goes straight through the demon as Morgan appears to save the day. Uh, and we get the little finale scene with Ancient Mai and Dresden, in Dresden's house, apartment, shop, whatever it is, it's not really defined very well, um, where uh, Ancient May reveals that Vic uh, that um, Morgan brought her the head of Victor and therefore Dresden is allowed to live another day. Um, wow, that was a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... so as you can see, it's it's similar to Stormfront. It's got a lot of the similar themes to Stormfront. Um, I think they dialed it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess they had to for budget reasons and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really talk about it much there, um, but the, the thing that really hits me about the entirety of... Uh, the Stormfront episode, and, I, and I'm sure it's similar for the rest of the series, although I haven't watched them particularly. Um, the There's a very uh, early 2000s fantasy slash sci-fi film TV show feel to it, yeah. where like computer-generated graphics aren't necessarily top of the line or, or all worked out yet, and there's a couple of bits that that look a bit silly now looking back mm. um and the editing all the editing yeah um it is insane um it's like um if, i don't know someone who is on a massive sugar high uh edited this thing like it does it does the whole like fast forward in uh through a city like to like a single person's face and then they say something and then fast forwards out and then there's like a crack of lightning and everything goes into like negative tone for a second and then back. Um, I found out that it's, the it's very... reason behind the editing Sorry? was um, 
one of the reasons behind that is, and I, I did this with a bit of research, and I've, like I say, I've got the trivia page up now. Um, apparently, they originally did Stormfront as like a two-hour pilot for the series. Um, why they decided not to like carry on with that, I don't know. But for whatever reason, it was edited down to what we got, a 40-minute, 50-minute episode, which ended up being pushed to the middle of the series for some reason. <laughs> Because the episodes that I have seen, the first three episodes, I mean, admittedly, it's been about three, no, two years since I've watched them. But I remember them being yeah. of a much higher quality than the Stormfront episode. I mean, I'm probably... Oh, really? And yeah, I mean, I'm probably wrong, and I'd recommend maybe checking out a few of the other ones anyway. But um, okay. no, I just remember it. I remember enjoying them a lot more than Stormfront, and... That is to say, I did enjoy the Stormfront episode for what it was, but like you say, the editing is all over the place. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, cool. Shall we? Shall we hit the facts? Yeah, I'll hit you with some. Give you some trivia. Give you. Go for it. Trivia. Um. Ah, <laughs> uh, there, there's a few bits here that I absolutely love. And there are probably some really good points for discussion as well. But um, James Masters, as you know, narrates all the audiobooks for the series, uh, turned down mm-hmm. the opportunity to audition for the role of Harry Dresden because he didn't want to move to Toronto, which is where the series was being produced. Ha! <laughs> that's, that's a really uh, strange reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming me. it's because he had, you know, he's. Being the age he was at the time, probably mid thirties, he was probably married, children, and all that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> this is off the back of him playing Spike in a uh, Buffy and Angel as well. So he's already been, you know, a main cast member in a very long-running series, I guess. So probably, yeah, pro- probably a bit skeptical of committing to something that could end up being such a large commitment and series, which. Yeah, you know, uprooting his family from one place to another, or even not doing that and just him going to Toronto just to film it and stuff like that might be a massive um, commitment away from family. And would put yeah, stuff I'd be very interested um, to know. Um, I'd be very, very interested to know what um, it would have looked like as him as... It, uh, am I right in saying that he was going to audition for Dresden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be. I I'm wondering if he'd have gone for for brown hair or but or black hair, or if he'd have kept the the like the bleach blonde white. I imagine he would have gone. Um, probably would have stuck with brown hair because I know that coming off the back of uh, Buffy, I think if I remember right. They kind of celebrated the end of Buffy and Angel with him shaving his head. So he shaved off like yeah. peroxide blonde hair and stuff, which is, I think, pretty cool. <laughs> um, it's a good way of marking the end of the role, I guess. But uh, I know that his natural, or I assume it's his natural hair colour, because everything I've seen him in that isn't Buffy or Angel, he's got usually brown hair. Yeah, I, I just did a quick search on him and... Uh... He, he looks pretty good with the with the brown hair. I can I could see him as a as a Dresden. Yeah, well, I mean, Christ, given his narration, I can see him as everyone. He'd be a really good Nicodemus. 
yeah, I think if they did, if they went on to do any sort of um, film, TV series, or whatever, or, or revisit that concept, um, I would love to see him as as Nicodemus or Marcone. Yeah, and if he doesn't want to relocate, have him as Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he is a surprisingly good Bob. He does. Um, um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Next, ne- next piece. I'm enjoying this. The- this one I really liked because I think we've mentioned it in a previous episode that in the TV adaptation, uh, Murphy isn't Karen Murphy, she's Connie Murphy. And yeah, I, I was really hoping that would be addressed in the trivia. And the reason for it is really good. And it's, it states that the reason behind this change is for legal reasons. Apparently, they discovered that there was an actual police officer in Chicago named Karen Murphy with the same spelling. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, I, 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 I hope that she's like a short blonde that kicks ass. That is just all I want from that. Me too, man. Uh, <laughs> maybe the Dresden Files is real after all. Maybe conspiracy theory that. <laughs> um, and kind of, kind of following on from Murphy, and this one I found really interesting, given. Given what you were saying about uh, Susan's actress being, you know, Caucasian blonde, um, originally mm. Valerie Cruz, Cruz, whatever, and Rebecca McFarland auditioned for the other, like the other one's role. So Valerie auditioned for Susan Rodriguez, Rebecca McFarland auditioned for Murphy. Um, it doesn't really specify why uh, they got the opposite roles, but it, I mean, it's, it mentions that Valerie Cruz, Cruz. Uh, read the original book and she seemed physically you know she was more of a physical match for um karen's role the role of karen murphy which i mean that's some because that's something i i mean I, i read that fact going into watching that episode and i can see valerie cruz also being um susan rodriguez but i couldn't really picture rebecca mcfarland as Karen Murphy, she's a, she's a little too upbeat. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what she was doing for that character. So, I mean, we could be completely wrong. Maybe she would have pulled it off amazingly, but I know. I, I guess with what we saw of her, I, I can't really imagine her pulling off Murphy or being a good suitable fit. I can kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what mm. happens do we have? And oh, th- this one isn't really a bit of trivia, but it's something that I really liked. And there's that bit where in the show you've got Harry Dresden, he's at a, uh, a garage and he's working on a car, which happens to be a Blue Beetle. Yes, yeah. I, I noticed that. At first I was really disappointed that he didn't have a Blue Beetle. He has like a, he uses like, like a Jeep. Yeah, like a Land Rover type thing. Yeah. Um, that is is cool and, and like I, it makes sense just as much as the Blue Beetle was. But then when it had it in the shop, I love that. Yeah, at least they acknowledged it. Um, and this is probably my favorite like fact on here. Um, where has it gone? Originally intended to be a major motion picture, but was changed to a TV series due to the filming of uh, 2005's Constantine, starring Keanu Reeves. Wow. 
yeah, that's that's pretty much my reaction. And I wish there was more information on that. Man, that's crazy. <sighs> what could have been? Yeah, I mean, I, I I would assume it's because both quite, I know, similar-esque, both are kind of that exorcist, demonologist kind of character. Yeah, like magic realism. Yeah, so I imagine it would have been... I know that that would have been my first assumption. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I would have enjoyed that. Same. Who knows? Anything's possible. Yeah. Um, I'm working on my machine that will take me to a parallel universe. It's, It's going well, so we might see it soon. Good stuff. I've just been sacrificing goats to uh, uh, the mighty uh, god set every night. So Yeah, fair enough. Well, one of them's bound to come through. Magic technology, work together. We'll get there. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, anything else? Uh, no, that's probably like the main ones. And I guess if anyone listening wants to check out these like fun facts, um, they're all on the IMDb website under Trivia for Dresden Files. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, I think we talked about it, but just in case anyone isn't aware, Nicolas Cage was also an executive producer of the series. Such a uh, we, that's, it, it's a very strange fact about it, but, um, <laughs> It's really interesting that there's so many like big-ish people in in the the orbit of Dresden Files who were, who had an interest like Valerie Cruz and and Nicolas Cage. I think um, they're definitely there. There are people out there that would want a Dresden Files series TV show to work, and I think the there are people that have the influence to pull it off. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm pretty sure, again, this was late 2018, I'm, I'm sure there was like news that Fox had optioned it for a TV series again. But I don't, as far as I know, there's not been any like update on that since then, other than mm-hmm. the, that they're doing something with it. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what the future holds, yeah. I suppose. Um. Cool, yeah. Uh, I've just remembered that Disney has acquired the rights to Fox, so I don't know if that changes anything in terms of the Dresden <laughs> adaptation. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think it's worth a watch for people who have read Stormfront or not read Stormfront? Eh. I, I personally, I, I would say not go out of your way. I think if you're a really big fan of the series, don't treat it like a straight up adaptation of the book, and go in with absolutely no expectations whatsoever, and you'll just have a bit of fun, you know. Yeah, I that I probably agree with most of that. Um, I think um, if you want something more true to Dresden Files, there's a lot of fan films out there that would probably fit the bill a bit better for mm-hmm. you. Um, but 
I think there is. Uh, it's there's a lot of fun. There's there's a lot of fun to be had with it. Um, and and this is a fun take on the series. Um, and it's it's a little bit different. I think Jim Butcher has even gone on record as saying that it's not it's not the book series. It's its own thing. Um, and just to take it as its own thing and, and enjoy it for what it is, kind of thing. Um, which I think is the approach the approach to go in with. If you were trying to get someone into Dresden Files, do you think you might start here? Probably not. <laughs> I'd probably still just no, I, I don't think I would either, to be perfectly honest. Um, maybe if they were really reluctant to go for any sort of book or comic book. Um, but even then, if, if you say, if it, if it's true that the, the other episodes are a little bit better in standard, maybe one of the others uh, will kind of come to them as, as we go through the series, because there's a couple that are based on other Dresden Files stories. Um, yeah. Um, do you think there's potential in a Dresden Files TV series? Absolutely. I mean, if, if you look at what we had in a similar kind of genre at the moment, you've got, um, I don't know if you remember a TV series called Charmed, but that's been rebooted. So that's been around, I think. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, that's been a thing for about two, three years. Um, I mean, on top <laughs> of that, we've had uh, we've had the Constantine film of Keanu Reeves. We've had a TV series of John Constantine. Um, you've got mm-hmm. Lover, which is, I guess, very similar to what I'd expect in a Dresden show. You've even got a blonde detective that he helps out. So, yeah, just reskin yeah. that title at Dresden Files. Um, we've had, God, 15, 16 series of soup, seasons of Supernatural. Uh, you've got like all, all the stuff with the MCU, like Thor, Doctor Strange, and all that kind of stuff. And they're getting like TV series with Scarlet Witch and stuff like that. So, I think if you introduce. Mm-hmm new Dresden Files TV series, I reckon that you'll definitely get more of a following for it. Or at least, yeah, people won't have as much of an issue with the idea of a wizard in Chicago doing PI stuff and whatnot. Yeah, and I think uh, shows like The Witcher have shown that you can do something uh, fantasy-related uh, that requires a degree of special effects um, on a on a relatively small budget, yeah. Um, like I think I think The Witch had a had a pretty, not a tiny budget, but had pretty small for TV for like big TV standards. Yeah. Um, and, and looking at you look at like the MCU, you've got Game of Thrones, which has now come to an end. To be fair, but it's it's all kind of over the last decade, kind of brought this kind of genre of like fantasy sci-fi to the forefront of mainstream culture. So, I mean, even like, I'm trying to think of an example. I mean, my mum, I mean, she reads a lot anyway. She was into all this kind of stuff, but not to the same level in the last kind of 10 years. But I mean, she, she watched season one of Game of Thrones and then she was on to like the fantasy books as well. So I think there's definitely more of an audience to it. I mean, even my dad, who's like, you know, his, his favourite TV series is uh, The Repair Show and stuff like that. Um, even he's watched Game of Thrones and has enjoyed it. So there's definitely more of a, I don't know, willing audience 
to that kind yeah, of yeah and and i think dresden files offers something because it's quite adult in a lot of its themes um it could definitely fill that sort of the game of thrones niche as well and we, i mean with um, that in mind supernatural's just ended as well so there's as far as i know there's more of a gap for a tv show in that kind of vein yeah now might be the time to strike for Dresden Files. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, awesome, yeah. So uh, I don't think I've got much else to say on Stormfront. Um, <laughs> no, it's... Check it out if you're really into it. Um, but you're not missing out on much. I think I pretty much told you everything that happens. <laughs> um so yeah uh i will actually one last thing i will say because we haven't really touched on it is uh paul blackthorne is really good casting for harry dresden yeah i'd say that the casting all round were really solid yeah um i i really enjoyed paul blackthorne um he, if you're not familiar with him in this role, he appeared in the Arrow series, which I think maybe might be his his most well known role. Yeah, um, as uh, Arrow's love interest's father, who was also a detective, can't remember what his name was. I remember um, the surname, you know, but I can't remember his first name in it. So, Detective Lance. Cool. Good way to sidestep that. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Quinton Lance. There that was we go. It. Thank you. Uh, and hey, he, he's not doing much at the moment, so you know, he uh, he could always, you know, come back. Bring it's him all, back, possible. Yeah, I could. I would go for that definitely. I'd, I'd be quite happy to see him involved in a new adaptation. Maybe not as Harry, but. Definitely in some capacity. Yes. Uh, I, I quite enjoy him as uh, Mac. Actually, yeah, that would be a pretty good casting. <laughs> um, cool, yeah. Uh, so uh, the other uh, thing that we looked at this week, um, I suppose there's not much really to talk about on the card game past what we said earlier in the episode. Um mm. I think we both beat it this week. Um, it's a lot of fun and picks out some really good bits from the book. Is there anything else that you want to say on that? Not really. Um, if you're giving it a go, definitely put it in easy mode because it is friggin' impossible. Yeah. Um, I, I would also say you're paid off a little bit for book knowledge. So if you put um, Karen Murphy, Susan Rodriguez and Harry Dresden together to do Stormfront, um, you'll find that they they work quite well with the unique conditions of Stormfront. Yeah. Um, so something that I've been doing, even as I've been playing the later missions that you can do, um, is using the members of Team Dresden that were present in those books. Uh, and I've found that that seems to help a little. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's just m- me like visualizing it more and, and stuff, or if that's actually something that they've built in, but it's cool. Nice. Uh, Awesome. So the last thing that we looked at was the Dresden Files comic books, which, as we all know, uh, Rob had only ever read the comic book. Yeah, I've not said that this episode. So, uh, 
yeah, I mean, before before reading the Stormfront novel, uh, yeah, I'd only ever read a, a graphic novel of uh, Stormfront and Full Moon. There you go, I've said I, it. Had you? You, you just don't bring it up that often. <laughs> only every week, <laughs> about three times per episode. <laughs> um. So, uh, so yeah, uh, we both had a look through it. Um, we didn't. I, well, I didn't read it. I don't know about you, Rob. Uh, mostly because we've just we've just kind of read it. So yeah, I'm feeling a bit, a bit feeling a bit overdosed on a Stormfront. So I kind of just flicked through it, like skimmed it as quickly as I could. Yeah. Uh, and... With the story being the same, there's not much you can say on that front, I guess. Yeah. Um, what I uh, so the first thing is is that uh, the easiest way to get a hold of it is in the much larger uh, Dresden Files uh, Omnibus uh, Volume One, um, which covers uh, quite a few uh, different uh, stories. Um, one or two set before Stormfront. I think it might just be one. Uh, and then Stormfront itself, and I think Full Moon's also in there. Yeah, Full Moon. Right in saying that. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, awesome. Uh, so, yeah, that's um, that's really great. Uh, it's not that expensive. Um, no, I'm just trying to get a price. I think it's between twenty to thirty pounds. You can pick it up used as well for probably about half that, depending on where you go to. Yeah, so so just having a look like uh, on Amazon, which I know some people might have problems with, but Amazon's Amazon, and it's the easiest place to get stuff. Uh, it currently is uh, unavailable uh, in physical format. Um, I I assume due to some sort of uh, COVID related things. Uh, but if you want to get it on Kindle and Comixology, so you can read it on any device digitally, uh, it's about £15. Um, and for that £15, uh, you get Welcome to the Jungle, which is a kind of zoo-themed story that um, is quite fun. Uh, Stormfront, Full Moon, and some additional content uh, set within the official continuity of Jim Butcher's beloved magical noir universe. Um, it's uh, 530 pages, so it's it, it's a decent amount of, of book you get in there. You definitely get your money's worth, I feel. Yeah. Um, so, having a flick through, how did you find it? I enjoyed it. Like, I still enjoyed flicking through, because I think one of the things I really liked about it um, was the art, which I think was Mark Powers. There might have been quite a few artists in the book doing different stories, but I remember the Welcome to the Jungle story being really good. And then when it went into the main like, two books of the series, like I say, it got me into the series. So, yeah, it couldn't have been all that bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, it is Mark Powers. But, um, no, I, feel, I mean, I feel, and I don't know if I've stated this, but one of the difficulties I had reading Stormfront the first time was I was struggling to kind of picture everything in my head. And, I mean, I've got ADHD, so I don't know if that's just because my brain was going over time with various different things or being tired from coming back from work or what. But I, I, I recommended um, the graphic novel on the, on the bus to a friend fairly recently just to say, 
you know, it, it helps a lot with picturing the characters in your mind. And I stick by that yeah. because, like, Harry Dresden, even with the narration of James Masters for the audiobooks, I still imagine, like, the way he's drawn in the Stormfront graphic novel, and especially Morgan as well, because he's got, like, the long hair, like, black jacket, sword. The artwork in it is spectacular in its own right anyway. So, I mean, it's worth it alone for that. Sorry? It's worth it alone for that. Just the artwork. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, um, because it's not. I mean, it has had the 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 TV adaptation, but that hasn't adap- adapted things particularly faithfully. Um, the comic books are very faithful, uh, and um, I think they are considered as, as continuity as much as uh, the books are. Um, and so you can you can really see what Harry's apartment looks like, what Harry himself looks like. And all of those um, kind of visuals have been signed off and influenced by Jim Butcher himself, um, which it just adds like a, an extra layer of, um, of validity to it. Definitely. Um, so yeah, the the art's really good. Um, I would say the the face off with Bianca is probably one of my favourite visually um, in the Stormfront section. And also, there's uh, I think it's the like the last page, you know, where he's like, "My name is Harry Blackstone Copperfield Dresden. Conjure it at your own risk." Like, I think the image they used for that is almost perfect and exactly what I pictured at the end of the book. For that, like voiceover. Yeah. Um, I I would probably agree with that. To be honest, um, yeah, it's it's really cool. I I love the Toad Demon. It's really well done <laughs> in it as well. Um, it's it's a really good format for it as well because it. It, it runs about the same length as a normal comic book arc, so yeah. it fits quite well. I think um, um, something I found really. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I, was, I was just going to say, I think the. I don't know about Full Moon, but I know the Stormfront storyline within it is, I think, four issues. Yeah. So it's a pretty good length as um, well. Yeah, it, it, like, it, it's very faithful with it. Um, there's, there's just. I'm just looking. Um, flicking through it now one of my my favorite panels i think from it is harry using the lightning spell against the toad demon oh yeah um sorry i was just gonna say i was looking at that exact page right now that's weird uh where (laughs) the way that they use like the mist to cover his nudity is really funny (laughs) (laughs) um definitely look that up if you just want a bit of a laugh um yeah um, I, it's published by is it Dynamite? It looks like yeah, Dynamite. Like yeah, Dynamite. Uh, weirdly, Victor Sells looks like James Masters' um, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer in this iteration. Um, no, a bit weird, but whatever. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah, uh, and I was really surprised that Morgan is um, is Caucasian. Yeah, which I don't know. It's it's maybe it's just because I've seen I saw the TV series and I and I kind of uh, ascribed and 
that look, but I've always pictured Morgan as being African American. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, probably because of the comic book, I just associate that image with Donald Sutherland, which I think I've said before. Um, mostly the beard, I think, and the, maybe the ponytail. Mm. I do like the, the ponytail with the salt and pepper sides. Yeah. Um, it was very nice. Very nice. That's nice. <laughs> um, okay, I think that I think that pretty much uh, I think that's pretty much us. Yeah. Um, I don't think there is anything else. Oh, there is one last thing to talk about, uh, which is our listener awards. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, we actually had a, a bunch of responses to this. Uh, we asked people to send us uh, questions and uh, thoughts on. Uh, Stormfront. Uh, generally, it was stuff that we we'd already talked about, so there's not much to to kind of uh, pull out there. Uh, a couple of questions upon like which were our favourite moments from the book, which I think we've kind of we've addressed, um, and that sort of thing. Uh, but we uh, decided. Uh, well, w- we had one really standout review um, that we uh, decided. Uh, to give our prize away. So, our prize of a signed copy from me and Rob of Stormfront and Full Moon uh, will be going to Will Shacklady, um, who did a fantastic uh, little review of Stormfront um, that hopefully we will uh, be putting up somewhere on one of our socials uh, in the next couple of weeks uh, if he's okay with it. Um, but basically, uh, he pulled out a lot of the, the similar things to us. Um, he touched upon the uh, the themes of the of the male gaze kind of aspect of it and uh, how he kind of hoped that, that that got a little bit better with the books going forwards. Um, but uh, alongside that, um, he really, really liked the character of Victor Sell, so she was a really good villain to start off with. Um, I think from what he was writing, it seemed like this was his first Dresden Files book. So um, he said that it was a really good uh, opening to the series and that he was looking forward to uh, reading Full Moon. Um, and, and yeah, that's really great. So uh, cheers, Will. Uh, oh, have two thanks. books on us. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> um, brilliant. And I think that I think that about wraps it up. Uh, so, Rob, do you want to take us out? Yeah. Uh, next week we are doing Full Moon chapters one to three. Correct, Amundo. So yeah, we will <laughs> we will see you next week for covering yeah chapters one to three of Full Moon. Um, but until then, crack open a can of Coke. I got cherry Coke this week, so you know, being a bit different. Um, enjoy the lockdown. Enjoy the sweltering heat that we're having. It's uh, quite unpleasant, but if you like the heat, then you're in luck. And we'll see you next week. This has been the Paranet Podcast. You've been listening to Rob Davis and Patrick Lund. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>